0: Happy Saturday, everyone. It's Jaden here, and today we are discussing the case for reading. There are many benefits to the practice, and I think if more of us understood it, more of us would do it. And if you haven't figured it out yet, a big part of this podcast is advice and tips about bettering our lives and becoming the best version of ourselves. So, here's what reading does for you. Back in the day, I was an avid reader. I think it stemmed from my parents. I feel like at least once a week our family would go down to the library and spend a few hours there. Every summer my brother and I were signed up for the library's summer reading program and I remember our mom would make us do these summer bridge books to keep up our learning skills. It was the summer bridge books for about 30 minutes, reading for at least 30 minutes, and then an hour of play a day. And my dad's office always had three or four bookshelves filled with books he had read or was planning on reading. Needless to say, my family was a reading family. Then assigned readings for school and tests kind of turned me away from wanting to read. I floated through most of my assignments without reading a single page of the book. Shout out to discussion circles for keeping my grades afloat. I could talk my way into sounding like I did the work. The only books I ended up reading in high school were Of Mice and Men, The Great Gatsby, Catcher in the Rye, *Le Petit Prince, Bel Canto, and Wit. That may sound like a lot, but I was in AP English courses and there was way more assigned reading than the titles I just mentioned. I stopped reading entirely when I got to college. There was no time and no desire to read anything I didn't have to for school. Then there was this girl I followed on Instagram and she posted a book on her story called The Defining Decade. So I asked for it for Christmas and waited almost an entire year to read it. But when I did, I was hooked. I finished the book in a few days and had forgotten how good it felt to finish a book cover to cover. A few days later, I had to put together my 2022 vision board. And with that mojo from finishing The Defining Decade, I decided to put read 12 books as one of my goals. A book a month seemed doable for someone who hadn't truly read in years. And I started like I do with most goals. I broke the book down by pages. I had to read by day to finish by the end of the month. It took me approximately two books to remember how much I loved reading. As of June 6th, I am 30 pages away from finishing my seventh book of the year. So, now that I've told you my entire history of reading, and you're probably sitting there like, okay, I just wanted you to know that I am a self-proclaimed mild expert in this field for my own experience and then research as well. Reading is a great thing to do for so many reasons and now I'm gonna tell you why list style of course number one reading increases your attention span now we have talked a lot on here about how we are such a microwave minute society we want everything in a flash we consume so much media per second it's insane and over the years because of this our attention spans have gotten smaller and smaller and smaller I actually read somewhere that the average human attention span is less than a goldfish. Yes, a goldfish. And I'm sure you've heard that too, which is insane to think about. And it's only going to continue to get shorter and shorter as more media is produced and people find ways to consume media faster. So what is a good way to slow down and increase that attention span? Well, there's many things. Unplug your phone, go outside, talk to someone rather than giving them a phone call or a text and reading. When you read, think about the time that it takes to get through a page, a sentence, to really comprehend what's going on in the story. It takes a lot longer than you scrolling through TikTok or Instagram. And our brains adapt to the patterns that we create. So if you're always consuming media at a fast pace, that is going to shorten your brain's attention span. But if you throw in some reading in there, some minutes where you are sitting, no other distractions, focusing on your book forcing yourself to slow down, take your time, and increase your attention span for however long to read this book, you're training your brain to have a longer attention span. Which, you might be like, okay, like, do I really care about that? Maybe you don't, but I think you should. Think about the last time that you were able to watch a movie at home without picking up your phone a couple times during it. Or think about the last time that you were having a conversation with someone in person, and you didn't pick up your phone every five minutes to check it. These are things that come from our attention span not being long enough, so you might want to practice getting a longer attention span because nobody wants to be friends with a person who can't be off their phone for 20 minutes during a conversation. Number two, reading exercises your brain. Now we've all heard the saying, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And for this illustration, I'm talking about muscles. So let's talk about it physically for a second. If you were a track star in high school and then after you graduated, you never went on a run again. You never stretched. You didn't do anything. You would lose your ability to run as fast as you did in high school. Now there is the natural aging process. That's going to take a toll on your body. That's going to slow you down. The older you get, but there's also the lack of exercise part that if you don't put in any work, you're going to lose those muscles, those habits and that good training that you had because you're not up keeping it. Well, your brain is a muscle. It has to be exercised regularly in order for it to continue doing its job well. And you know, there is still the aging process that our brains get older, and that's totally normal. But our brains were not meant to be static. They're meant to be active. They're meant to be used. And how do you use your brain? You exercise it. How do you exercise it? Reading is a great option. It gets the neurons in your brain fired up, staying active, and keeping your brain healthy in turn. So if you want to have a healthy brain, it's a good idea to read. Number three, it improves communication, comprehension, and literacy skills. So, if you're not sure why those three things are important, let me tell you. Number one, communication. We live in a society where we talk to other people. Whether that does happen to be over text, email, face-to-face, FaceTime, whatever. We are in a society where we talk to people and we talk to more people than we probably ever have before because of the internet. So communication is a big part of our lives. Being keen on how to use words and maybe learning new phrases and vocab is going to improve your communication skills and a good way to improve your communication skills is by practice and you practice by, you know, talking to people, but you can also practice on your own by reading. Comprehension is important because it's a big part of our everyday lives as well. As you can comprehend what is happening in a book, you can comprehend the situations that are happening in your real life. When you read, you're practicing comprehension that you can use in situations to read the room, to understand what social cues are being presented. And that kind of gives you an edge up on people who might not be strong in that area. And then there's literacy. Literacy is the ability to read or write, dictionary definition. Now, that is something that they teach us in grade school and they teach us all the important things when we're young. You know, colors, shapes, how to speak, how to write, how to read, all that stuff. If it's important enough to teach young kids, it's an important enough skill to keep up throughout your entire life. Number four, you learn when you read. Everyone on this planet is meant to be a lifelong learner. Learning does not stop when you graduate high school or college or get your master's degree. You are meant to learn your entire life. So if there's a topic you want to know more about, there's something you want to learn how to do, there is a book about it. Have you been inside a library? You can find a book on it anything. Reading helps you step into that role of being a lifelong learner. Now I will agree there are many different ways to learn many different things, but one of the old ancient methods that has survived the test of time is reading. Books have been passed down from generations for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. There's got to be a secret to them. And that secret is they've got a lot of useful information that you're not always going to find on a Wikipedia page or in a 15 second TikTok video there is something so special about reading. Now that you have four solid reasons on why you should read, I want to take this time to recommend some of my favorite books that I've read so far. So if you are more of a realistic fiction kind of person, like I am when I do read fiction, I want to recommend Paper Towns by John Green. Now a few of my friends that I've talked to about this book say they don't like John Green's writing style because it's a little simplistic and it's too easy. However, I think if you're trying to build the habit of reading again and get back into reading, then a simple read is good because it's easy to follow the storyline and you can really focus on enjoying the act of reading. Paper Towns was a book that I finished in about three days. I loved the plot. I think that I related a lot to the main character, both of them actually. And so it was a fun read for me. And, and not all reads have to be super dramatic and make you really ponder, but I found a lot of great quotes in this book and a lot of moments that made me go, "Hmm." Now, if you're looking for a book that is fiction but makes you think a lot harder, I really loved The Little Prince or Le Petit Prince. I read it in French. It's, once again, a very easy story technically because it's made for, I mean, it's written for children. But the lessons in there really got you thinking and not just because I had a whole semester worth of assignments on it in high school. Or like one of the books I've recommended in a previous episode, The Alchemist. Oh my goodness, that book was phenomenal that was a 10 out of 10 for me love that book once again super easy read a quick read but it got me thinking I highlighted so much of that book the life lessons in there are astounding if you want to know more about that I have a whole episode on it that you can listen to but that is a highly recommended book on my list my favorite genre of book however has to be the self-help books I think I get that from my mother in the like truest form she She is the self-help book queen And so I have read quite a few self-help books and my number one recommendation has to be The Defining Decade. It's by Meg Jay. And if you are in your 20s, whether it's the beginning, middle, or end, I recommend you read that book. It is, I don't want to keep saying phenomenal, but it is an absolutely brilliant book. It really gives you insight. And honestly, it made me feel better about where I was in life. I read it when I was 20 going into 21 and I was like, you know what, I feel better having this knowledge from someone who is not biased, who's not gonna sit there and tell me that everything's gonna be okay if I continue on the trek that I am now, but someone who is real, unbiased, and wants to help me, you know, me being the reader. So that book is an amazing book. Um, I also really liked Atomic Habits. I also have a whole episode on that if you want more about that. I have had Atomic Habits recommended to me by so many people, and now I'm joining those people on books that you should read because we really are a sum of our habits and what we do in our daily lives. And that book breaks it down and describes to you what steps you can take to become a better person. Another self-help book that I really recommend is Single on Purpose by John Kim. I mentioned that book a little bit in my being single episode that I have on here, but that book, like, I, it's hard for me to recommend it to people who are in relationships because they don't get it. But I'm like, no, like, even if you're in a relationship, like be like, enjoying that single time enjoying your alone time and working on and working on and bettering yourself for your future relationships or your current relationship your current partner is so important and he does such an eloquent job of putting it in and it was honestly the first book I read this year on my trek to read 12 books and I liked it because even though it was very eloquently stated he was quick to the point and he used you know some harsh language but it kind of felt like I was talking to a friend which I love the style of that. And those are just a few of the books I've read in the past year. And they're all really phenomenal reads. And I'm excited to see what I add to my list as I continue going on. Currently, I'm reading The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And that book is really good. Like I said, I have about 30 pages left in it. I'm really excited to get to the end, which I know. I'm excited to get to the end, to rush to get to the end on a book about eliminating hurry. But I'm excited to see what his final few points are because he's made some really amazing points throughout the book. Those are some of my recommendations. When I was in Barnes & Noble the other day, I saw a sign that said, if you want to go anywhere in life, you're going to have to do a lot of reading. And I agree with that. Reading is so much more of a benefit than just being able to say, oh yeah, I read. It has a lot of applications in our everyday lives. So take this, internalize it, and start your trek on becoming a reader. Have a great week ahead. Thanks for coming to my J Talk. Read something good this week, and I'll talk to you later.